listening to Queen with Standards, the podcast where we discuss all things relationships and inspire you to become the absolute best version of yourself along the way. Whether you're struggling through a relationship, trying to heal your heartbreak, or just want advice on everyday dating habits, this is the place to walk by faith, recognize your worth, and own your standards. I am your host, certified life coach and relationship expert, Jante Rashawn. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Queen with Sanders podcast. I am your host, Jante, and you guys, I'm really excited because today, as always, you know, we normally talk about relationships on the Queen with Sanders podcast, but we all know that the most important relationship we can have is the one we have with ourselves, right? Because how can we be any better for anybody else if we're not taking care of ourselves? And a huge part of that is mental health. So joining me today, psychologist and mental health expert, Dr. Keisha Downing. Hey, hey, Jante. So glad to be here. Happy fun. <laughs> I know exactly. Thank you so much for being here. And guys, if you don't know already, you have seen her on Black and Crew Chicago, BT, Couples Therapy. She's done it all because that's how amazing she is. We're coming out of COVID, sort of. Sort of, right? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sort of Kinda. coming out of COVID, right. <laughs> have you noticed, because I noticed just amongst my friends and people that I talk to, how much stress we have been under during this time? Have you seen an influx in that in like some of your patients? Absolutely. Jante, I have increased just my volume of work. Um, I was seeing probably like 25 patients a week to 30 and I'm like 42 patients a week. So people are coming in. Um, there's just been a lot of stress, adjusting, um, just a lot of, of change that has impacted a lot of uh, people. So definitely people are coming into therapy, which we are happy about. Yeah. And people of color are coming into therapy, which is an amazing thing, considering everything that's been going on this past year. And, you know, that's a great point that you're bringing about people of color, because a lot of times, you know, it used to be kind of taboo for us to talk about yes. seeing a therapist or seeing, you know, yes. getting help for mental anguish or stress or any of those things. What are some signs that you would say for just the everyday woman that when you get to a point, you might say, you know what, these are signs that you should probably sit down with somebody. You know, one of the things that, um, that I'm finding is if we have to self-evaluate ourselves, look at it from the perspective, are you doing something different and you don't understand why you're doing it differently? Right. That's a good point. Because if we have an understanding why we're doing something, we can kind of work to fix it or what have you. But I think the challenging part or the most important part is when you don't know why you're feeling what you're feeling or why you're doing something differently. I think that's when we should try to seek out help or talk to someone. Uh, and that actually has been the theme. Like people are like, OK, I'm still working, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I'm, I don't understand, like, why am I sleeping so much or why am I snappy at my so-and-so or this person or what have you? Why am I not eating? You know? Yeah. So yeah, when you realize something is going on within differently, that's the time to kind of like reach out. And that's great to know because I'm asking for a friend. So <laughs> <laughs> All of us have been there. Trust. Right. <laughs> Trust and believe. <laughs> so, you know, as women, we go through so many hormonal changes, emotional changes just throughout the month, yes. right? Just yes. period. Yes. What are some habits that we can put into place that can help us kind of minimize the lows? Is there anything that we can do like that will help that? 
You know, it's interesting that you say that um, because I had a patient this past week come in and we talked about this in great detail. Uh, But if you kind of know, let's talk about our menstrual cycles and a lot of people PMS. We Mm kind of have an idea of when that will happen. Mm -hmm. So why not try to prepare for it? Even if we let our partners know about it, um, maybe some comfort food, like just I don't know to each his own, but just trying to do what you can to prepare for it. You know, Um, the emotional points, you know, just communication with other people or again, just self-care, preparing yourself for those moments. It's been tough on everybody this past uh, year. So prioritizing, Jante, like just prioritizing and being aware, like self-reflecting yeah. as best Absolutely. as you can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so for women in particular, because, you know, this month I'm doing self-care because it's Mother's Day, but, you know, whether you're a mother or not, they're all different types of stresses, yes. whether it's your career, whether it's yes. your relationships, whatever it is. What are some things that we can do daily? What can we do that can help us um, kind of get through when we are feeling, you know, that we're down a lot? You know what? Stepping away from the electronics. I think is is huge. Stepping away from the electronics, just putting your cell phone down, getting away from your laptops, from your computers, sitting in silence, which is really, really huge for me. It's like a just breath of fresh air for me, yeah. just yeah. silence, um, taking walks, exercising. Um, there's so many things you can do on a daily basis. There's daily journaling or daily mm-hmm. gratitudes. You know, it's easy. And now like patients, even myself, like just, Talking into your phone. A lot of people don't like to bring out pen and paper. It's too hard for people to do that for some reason. But bring out your uh, phone and do your voice recordings and just kind of let out the day. So that's something that definitely is something simple, easy. Uh, It's right there with you. You don't have to go out and buy anything. Um, But something you could just do daily to decompress, which is super important. Super important for us as women. Yes. Oh, totally agreed. And so when we're feeling like we're kind of low and we're like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm sleeping a little bit more, maybe I'm a little snappier, but what are some surefire signs? Like surefire, like, hey, you need to go. You know, um, projection. So when your partner says something to you or lets you know, like, hey, uh, you seem a little off or I don't know if that's what your partner was saying, but exactly. But I mean, like, you know, again, you know, just say it's just coming back to self-awareness. I would hope that us as women, we have some type of self-awareness. And if we don't, if we're in relationships or we have friends or what have you, those individuals can kind of relay that message to us so that we can take some self-inventory and step back and take a look at ourselves, you know, because it, it's and receive it. Right. Because a lot of times or oftentimes we don't receive those messages when people try to tell us like, hey, you know, you seem like. Something is wrong or, or you seem a little snappy today. Like, like what's going on? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with me. Like, what's up with you? But right. <laughs> then, you know, you, if for that partner or that other person, I would just tell them to disengage from it so that that stuff is not projected onto them. But again, right. it, it requires self-awareness, which um, I'm hoping we all have. Yeah. And, and if we don't spend time with ourselves and have that quiet time or light our candles or, mm-hmm. you know, just go for walks alone, it it's really hard to kind of be dialed into what you're feeling. Um, and what I even try to do a lot of times is I'll try to like, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll try to think of like, okay, what did I see this morning or what did I read? Something is rubbing me the wrong way. And then I'll try right. to focus on that and be like, okay, that's what it was. That's what threw right. me off. So that I find that that really, that really helps a lot. So let's talk about couples a little bit because, um, 
some people feel like if I'm not married, I'm not going to couples therapy. So, mm. you know, I want to know your thoughts on that. At what point is it okay for couples who are unmarried to do couples counseling? And when is it okay? Because some people feel like if I am dating, we're not married yet, and I need counseling already, this relationship is worth not even worth keeping. No, that is absolutely not the way to think about dating, couples therapy. Couples therapy is for everyone. I mean, people come into couples therapy at the premarital stage Mm -hmm. when they just want to make sure that everything is okay. We have the same values, expectations, just a check-in, right? Then post-marriage or just maybe a year or two into your relationship, you might just want to resolve some conflict or you're not understanding each other. You know, you come into therapy to get a third party's uh, perspective to help kind of navigate through the different emotions. Then you have the more challenging situations where couples come in and it's just a lot of conflict, a lot of uh, contempt, uh, mm. just a lot of, uh, of hard work uh, to go through like infidelity or, or lack of trust or lack of sex or intimacy. It's just the sky's the limit. Those are your more challenging uh, situations. But if you come into couples therapy, again, the therapist, psychologist can allow for a platform or space to work through those situations. So to answer your question, there's no rhyme or reason. It's for everyone. It okay. really, really is. It's a great thing to enter into therapy because you never know. We go through so much in life. We transition. We go through different experiences. So we change how we feel, what we like, how we do things. So we want to keep our partners updated, right? Yes, or that is happens. great. Yes, yes. Yeah, because you know what? That's something my husband and I talk about all the time because transition is what we notice that that's when we have our rough patch. Mm -hmm. So we kind of brace ourselves for it now. If it's something new coming in, like then maybe there's a career change, they're going to be different hours or, you know what I mean? When we had a new, every time we had a new child, it was like a a rough transition time. So it was always like, all right, let's sit down (laughs) and let's make sure we're eye to eye on this because we know that that's a struggle for us. So that's great that you said that. So. So for the single women, you know, I know you deal with a lot of personality types in your <laughs> in your field, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's been so much hype about this narcissist personality that people are always so quick to say, oh, they're a narcissist, this person. So <laughs> I want to hear your professional experience. Like, what does a narcissist look like in a relationship? So a narcissist, uh, first you want to run. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we do want to uh, run, but how do we not run? Well, you know what? Narcissists are charming, charming, though. They're very charming and they wear a very, very beautiful mask. Mm, You know, mm, their representative mm. is so present, um, so front and center. Right. So sometimes it's hard to see the narcissist or the narcissism. Right. So Mm. we might not know right away. That's why I always encourage women. And there are women. There are women who are narcissists, too. So I encourage both women and men to take their time when they're going out and they're dating. There's no rush. Yes. There's no rush. You don't have to rush and jump into something right away. Take your time. That's the problem with a lot of relationships now. Nobody really understands each other's wants and needs. But with narcissists, um, after the mask is peeled back or what have you or comes off, (laughs) um, there's a tendency to see a lot of controlling. You know, um, also there's a belittling. Mm. Um, a big thing is isolating the person from family and friends. And sometimes they don't even know that it's happening, like Mm. monopolizing on their time, always wanting them around just in, and and it's, there's the manipulative uh, maneuvers and things like that, that happen that 
oftentimes the other partner or the person on the receiving end doesn't realize. Wow. So it, it, it's, it's hard to see. And, and again, they're charmers, very charming. So the idea is to swoop you up, mm-hmm, make you feel quick. like you can walk on water, get you in there and then just tear you down. Wow. And that's, that's, that's the idea. That's really key because you talked about taking your time. Yes. And we're not in an age where people take their time. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's rush, rush, rush. They rush and the attention span is like zero. And I think yes. that's social media, that's online dating. How do you feel mm-hmm. about online dating, by the way? What are your thoughts? So, you know, I actually, being honest, I have tested out the dating world for a short second. Um, <laughs> but, you know, actually just to kind of get a feel of what was the hype, what was the hype, what was what was going on right. with the dating. And it's interesting because catfishing is real. Um, people are not telling the truth. They're not honest or what have you. But also you can make a love connection, but it's time consuming, um, which again, you have to take your time and you have to be yeah. safe too, right? Oh, God, You have yes. to be safe considering everything that's going on in the world. Not even just pandemic, not even just sex, just like crazy people. Yes. yes. <laughs> I always say, you know, I don't think I could have made it in this time because I've, I've only taken an Uber once, I think. And that's <laughs> just tell you how much I don't trust people. <laughs> but to me, it's like, this is a crazy person's dream. They can be yes. whoever they want behind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, And it's scary. And it they is. lure in younger adults, yeah. men yeah. and women both. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the young ladies that I see, like, I always encourage them, like, their mindset is like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to go to his house or he's, no, no, no. No, you need to wait till you know. Yes. So you know, but that, no. but that happens though, because wow. of the, the charm is put on. So again, it's yeah. scary, but again, the dating scene is, it's a little different, you know, it's, it's different. It's way different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking of a time, um, when I was in my 20s, and I, I know a lot of women are going through hardships now with dating, they're frustrated with it or they feel like they have to stick around because they feel like there's not enough men. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back to a time in my relationship in my 20s where I had a breakup and it really, like looking back, I probably went through a depression as a result of it. What advice would you give to women who are really suffering through a loss? Because a lot of times people are like, okay, get over it. You'll find someone else. But it's not always that easy. No, it's not. It's not. You know what? I would normalize it because it is kind of, it's like normal for people to um, feel sad or feel depressed after a breakup, especially if you're giving your all, um, you're giving your time and dedication to something and someone Mm -hmm. and then the breakup. I mean, you have to get over so much, you know, So I try to uh, present it in the form of grief and loss. So Mm -hmm. grief and loss does not necessarily mean death. You know, it's a transition, getting a new job, breakups, divorce, family transitions or what have you. So in grief and loss, as you know, there are different stages to it, but they are healthy stages and we have to go through them. So that normalizes the process to help people understand this is not a bad thing, but you got to go through it. You have to go through it. So just tell me a little bit of of what the stages are. Cause that's like great to know, you know what I mean? Yes, if you know, yes. like, okay, I'm going to go through this stage and then this one, and then you can, it gives you kind of solace knowing I'm coming out on the other end. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So there's denial and shock. Okay. There's anger, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, and acceptance. But the okay. thing is, is that you can circle back. 
you might get to depression. We grieve differently. Every okay. human being grieves differently and we all grieve different timelines. Right. You know, I might lose someone or break up with someone and I might get over it in six months where somebody it might take two years. It yeah. just depends. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But usually denial and shock usually is the first stage. It's just like, I can't believe I, we broke up and yeah. you're missing them and you haven't heard from them. Is this really real? And then the depression or the anxiety behind it, anger, getting angry at that individual, mm. like, why is this happening? But when you get to acceptance, if you get there, it's a beautiful thing. But again, when someone comes in and they're talking about their sad feelings or what have you, the best thing, at least from my perspective, is to try to normalize it and let them know you got to feel what you need to feel. This is normal. I love. That. There would be an issue if you speed through everything and don't feel anything, then there, there's something wrong with that. And, you know, I kind of feel like men are more um, more inept to do that, right? To kind of just move on to the next thing and never deal with it. That's why they're always the ones trying to come back, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, I can give you a whole different uh, segment on that. But men typically love once or twice. That's it. Oh, God. Ladies, you hear that once or twice? <laughs> once or twice. They normally fall in love once or twice. And so after that, they're content. Remember, men innately are to provide and protect. And they yeah. have like these barriers up. So when that woman, that first woman that they let crack in, crack into the side of their heart. And mess them up. It, 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 <laughs> and they're be vulnerable. Because remember, innately, that's not how they're built up to be. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then when they let someone in, and if that relationship ends, they don't ever want to feel that feeling again. Wow. Right? Which is so crazy because women are completely opposite. What exactly. <laughs> we can fall in love 500 million times. Get hurt and get right back in there. <laughs> That's right. That's why I encourage women to just slow down, get Absolutely. through it. Everything will be okay. But men, you know, after that, they, they're content. You know, they want companionship and they do love. Don't get me wrong. They love, but it's just, I don't think it's ever the same. So. And, you know, and having said that, do you feel like women are more likely to settle? in a relationship than men? You know what? That's a tricky question. It, it depends. It really, really? depends. I, think I always that... think men are not, men are not going to settle. Like they're going to try to find what they, the best thing they can find. And women, we will just love and overlook so many things. Well, you know what? I feel based on what I presented to you, mm-hmm. men may have to settle because they're searching for that love again. Oh my goodness. I, I'm thinking of a couple of patients that I have that are men. <laughs> um, actually of, different races and ethnicities um, Mm -hmm. it's across the board where they're actually still looking for that same feeling. And if they don't get it, love is a feeling to them. Yeah. It's like they're, they're looking for that feeling that they used to get, how that person made them feel. Wow. But, but that, but think of it this way, like that woman that they let their walls down, Mm -hmm. that woman allowed them to be so vulnerable with, you know, it's, it's hard to find it. But if they find it, it's something close to it. They'll stick to it. They'll migrate to it or what have you. Mm-hmm. But again, if you don't find it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They might just end up saying, well, you know, she looks the part because men are physical. They, they The attraction yes. definitely has to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. But she checks the boxes. You know, she's working or she does mm-hmm. this. She's sweet to me. But maybe that feeling that they got initially, that first love is not there. But all the other things are there. They might be OK. So, again, that's why I'm saying it's tricky. The settling. Yes, right. Because that is tricky. kind of like settling then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love talking to you about things like this. And it really <laughs> makes me want to know a little bit about how you came to this, to where you are today. Like, what made you decide that this is what you wanted to do for a living? 
Ooh, let me tell you, I had a hundred million dreams growing up. I was going to be an attorney. I was going to be a pharmacist. I was going to be everything you could possibly think of. I just wanted to be successful. Right. But, you know, um, I was a admissions advisor at a college years ago. And um, to make it a short story, the kids just kind of kept coming around after I was them. Yeah, they just kept coming around. You know, See, like something the- about your energy, your personality. It really is. I can see sitting on your couch, girl, let's just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's just the rapport and rapport building is my niche. Like that's what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so after that, I just saw how people took to me and I went further and uh, here we are. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I do a moment in the show when I have a guest that is called the faith moment. And what I want to do is I always want to inspire women to have faith and understand that they can come out strong on the other side. Yes. So when was a time in your life where you had to rely only on faith, whether love, whether they could do business? What was the time that you would say was one of your big faith moments? My big faith moment, um, just being a single mother, you know, I am from Chicago, Illinois. Well, I'm from a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. And I moved away when my daughter was 18 months and my son was three. And I moved all the way to California. And uh, I was married at the time. Okay. And then um, I got divorced and just doing everything on my own, being a single parent. So raising my kids, working two jobs and going to school all at the same time, trying to provide for them. That was probably one of those moments where you were, I felt like I was getting tested a lot, right? you know, because you have to be there. You don't want to miss anything for your, for, for your kids and what they're Especially doing when they're young. Exactly. Exactly. And then trying to do well at work, you know, cause I want to do well at work and then yeah. trying to get the grades and do what you need to do as far as schooling all while being 3000 miles away from everything that you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, my kids are adults now. Um, I, way beyond an empty nester at this point. So yeah, so that that definitely is uh those those were hard times. Those were very wow. hard times. Yeah. But you made it through strong because you have so many amazing things going on. So please tell us about your practice, about anything new that you might have for us. Okay. Well I um have launched Downey Therapeutic Services. Uh it's been in the making for two years now, but I am in Illinois and Chicago, growing, expanding, got a few contracts with Northwestern. So I'm just expanding the business um, and then still doing, you know, TV, mm-hmm. uh, podcasts and things like that as I can. But I've been really, really focused on my business and growing. I've hired staff and just setting things up for myself, for my legacy, you know, yes. setting things up. Oh yeah. my God, I love that. So <laughs> Here at Queen of Standards, we're about God, goals, and standards. And a big part of goals is making sure that we know what our dreams and visions are and working toward them. And so you becoming a doctor is one thing that's completely amazing, but then you took it steps further. So not only the Hollywood thing, but entrepreneurship in itself, like you have your own practice. Like, Tell us about that journey. You know, this is uh, going to sound, well, no, it should sound weird. I moved back to Chicago to help care for my grandmother, just to help my parents um, and aunts kind of care, look over my grandmother. And I worked for a group practice when I got here. And I just pretty much mimicked everything that they did. I learned everything from them. Great practice. Wow. Like, why reinvent the wheel? It worked. And since then, I just 
just did it. And it has been an amazing experience so far. And during the pandemic, as you know, like people have just been reaching out for therapy. So business Mm -hmm. has increased. And um, I felt really bad to have to turn people away because of my caseload. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Keisha, it's time to hire people. You can't do it all on your own. That is God, because I love Mm -hmm. to hear stories of where seemingly something is a downfall or a hardship. And then God turns it around and works in your favor. Right. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing right now. A beautiful (laughs) thing. Things are moving a little bit quicker than what I expected. But you know what? I love it. I love it. I am so happy for you. And thank you so much for being here. Everything that you you, do for the people. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Your energy is amazing. Well, thank you. Yours is too. (laughs) Okay, guys, that is it for this episode of the Queen with Sanders podcast. We will catch you on the next one. As always, many blessings. Thanks so much for listening to the Queen with Standards podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so other amazing women just like you can find the show as well. You can also head over to my website at jontayrashawn.com and grab your copy of my book. And if you want to learn more about me, you can follow me over on my Instagram page at jontayrashawn. I hope to see you here next week. Many blessings. Many blessings.